Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrVoiceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I want to talk about this company uh, that actually made a ton of money off the recent um, GameStop situation. Uh, this is a very important story for you to know because uh, it really kind of competes with this narrative, what I consider to be a false narrative, that all the Wall Street firms got body slammed uh, from what recently happened with GameStop stock. So um, I'm, I'm going to actually... Uh, shut up my video because my Wi-Fi is having some issues and I want you to be able to hear me. So uh, we're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. I want to talk to you guys about a company that made $700 million from the GameStop debacle. Uh, and I apologize for not being able to use video. Uh, we've had some Wi-Fi issues around here, so I'm just going to use video so you won't be distracted by my stunningly handsome face. Uh, sometimes when people see my, my beautiful face, the, the ladies just start to melt and, and uh, the guys get jealous. So I'm going to save you uh, the, the strain of looking at my stunningly handsome face uh, by allowing you to focus on my voice. Okay. So I hope that's all right. Uh, and I'm just being stupid, but uh, anyway, let, let's keep going. So, uh, so GameStop, that whole situation with GameStop, you guys know about it. We've talked about this a million times and, uh, but, but we talk about it from a million different angles because I really want you to study the game and understand how the game works. And every time I see something that kind of gets me thinking, I say, you know what, I'm going to share this with the family so that they can kind of understand what I see. So uh, basically in the wall street journal, they told a story about a firm called Sinvest Management, Sinvest Management, S-E-N-V-E-S-T, Sinvest Management, who made $700 million from the whole GameStop short squeeze. Now, the reason that this story was interesting is because it counters the popular narrative that the Wall Street firms got body slammed and that the individual investor, that the regular guy, the little dude came out on top. Um, that's not really the narrative that applies here, honestly, because what you really saw was a... Um, a pump and dump. Uh, that's kind of what it ends up becoming. Uh, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that Melvin Capital didn't get body slammed. That we know how much they lost. They were the original short short sellers. But when th this activity was happening, everybody was watching. Everybody was getting in. Everybody was in there trying to make money. And I mentioned to you guys that, that even I jumped in. I bought um, I bought into GameStop about one thirteen. I sold call options, which were abnormally overpriced, and uh, and, and I made a profit. Um, I bought some put options to protect me from the downside and, and it worked. Right. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people that got hurt from this. But I'm going to read to you about this company because this is an interesting story in terms of understanding the entirety of what happened here at GameStop. So hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to our channels. We're the, we're the best financial channels around. And I think that we can give you some good information. Uh, so Richard Marshall and Brian Gonick started buying shares of GameStop in September. They aren't Reddit day traders or Discord users. They are hedge fund managers in New York. And when the stock surged from less than $10 a share to above $400 a share and the dust has settled, they were sitting on a profit of nearly $700 million, one of the greatest fortunes of the January market mania. Uh, game, the GameStop surge is often cast as a triumph of amateurs over professionals, which it was to a degree. But it also was a trade that pitted professionals against other professionals. And few have made more money than Sinvest Management, uh, Mr. Marshalls and Goldick's firm. 
Quote, when it started its march, we thought something's percolating here, Mr. Marshall, 55 years old, said. But we had no idea how crazy this thing was going to get. Now, what they saw there was they saw what uh, something that I, this, I actually wrote my dissertation on this topic. They call, they, they call it momentum trading. Basically, they saw momentum trading. They saw people that were going to buy more and more of the stock as the stock price went up. And momentum trading works until it doesn't work anymore. It's good until it's bad. Uh, it is great until it ain't great. Right. And and, and the point I'm, I want to make on that is that the problem with momentum trading is that when you get to the point where there are bubbles and bubbles are taken off to the moon, uh, there there's money to be made, certainly on the way up uh, and uh, even money to be made on the way down. But what always happens when a stock gets overinflated, overvalued like that, and you end up with with, with what effectively becomes a pump and dump is that somebody always gets hurt. Now, we've talked about that point, so I'm not going to belabor that issue, but I want to make that clear point to you that not everybody wins when these things happen. Now, they said here in the Wall Street Journal that Sinvest's interest in the video game retailer was piqued by a presentation from the New York, or sorry, from the new GameStop chief executive at a consumer investment conference in January 2020. At the time, most Wall Street analysts had rated the video game retailer at hold or sell. The stock was also heavily shorted. Mr. Marshall and Gonick would come to know some of the top returning hedge funds on Wall Street, including Melvin Capital, who that, that were bearish on the stock from regulatory disclosures. But as they spoke with management, sussed out competitors and noted the involvement of activists in the stock. Pay attention. They noticed that people were getting behind the stock. They knew that they saw some activist investors kind of jumping in and trying to make a point as opposed to making money, right? Sometimes you make a point. Sometimes you make money. The Reddit guys weren't trying to really make money. They were trying to make a point, right? There's a difference. So uh, they, they, so they, when they saw that, they bought 5% of the company paying under $10 per share for the stock. They thought that if GameStop could hold on until the next generation of video game consoles came out and stoke demand for games and accessories, the company would get a boost. And they reasoned that if Mr. Cohen could help transform GameStop from a largely brick and mortar operation to an online gaming destination, the company could be worth far more. So Marshall and Gonick had been on the wrong end of short squeezes before Sinvest. One, one case was with opioid maker Insys Therapeutics, though they ultimately made money on their short position. GameStop stock could soar. If it caught up in a situation in which its rising price forced bearish investors to start buying back shares to curb their losses, they thought. So one thing that they saw was they, they saw that with a short squeeze, short squeezes are great when you can actually make the squeeze work. When you start making the squeeze work by pushing the stock price up, then the people who are in a short position have to buy the shares back. So you've got this artificially created demand for the stock that tends to push the price up whenever there's buying. The point that the, the price goes higher, right? So whenever whenever there's buying, the stop st stock starts flying. So they knew that if they could get some buying, the stock would start flying. Also, with GameStop, you saw a lot of uh, options traders on Reddit who were who are buying options on margin in particular. When when call options are being purchased, that also pushes up the price of the stock because people like me who sell call options will buy the stock just to sell the options. So that's like uh, buying a chicken just so you can sell the eggs, right? I don't need to wait for the chicken to hatch the eggs. I'll just say, I got a chicken. Hey, if you give me money, I'll give you the right to all the eggs that come out of this chicken. So so selling stock options is a very lucrative thing. A lot of people do it. Um, it it's something that's great to learn how to do. I encourage you to Take a, take a note on how to do that. And by the way, I do have an options masterclass. If you want to go take a look, uh, feel free. We did a whole masterclass on it. It was really good. I'm not going to do the whole class live again, but you can watch the recording at that URL, stockoptionsmasterclass.com. Hit the thumbs up button.
So GameStop is now Sinvest's most profitable investment by dollars earned in its internal rate of return, a performance metric that takes into account the length of an investment. It has propelled the firm's flagship stock picking fund from 1.6 billion in the end of January 2020, sorry, the end of 2020 to 2.4 billion. For the month of January, the fund returned 38.4% after fees. The dominant narrative coming out of January so far has been the flipping on its head of the natural pecking order on Wall Street, with hedge funds dealing with sizable losses and individual investors flush with victory after banding together to drive up the price on a handful of stocks once left for dead. But even after this week's nuance, or sorry, this week's weakening uh, in the rally, the, re- the reality was more nuanced. Mudrick Capital Management LP, a $3 billion plus New York hedge fund that provided a lifeline to AMC Entertainment in December, made almost $200 million, largely in AMC in January. The movie theater chain, which had been fighting off bankruptcy, had been one of the retail crowd's darlings recently. Even I had bought AMC because AMC was the kind of company that you, you really know is going to do better once the pandemic is over. So there were fundamental logical reasons to uh, invest in AMC. GameStop, not so much. Plus Tech Management in Charlottesville, Virginia, which runs a stock and bond picking hedge fund that manages about 120 million, gained 20% in January, said an investor. Part of its gains came from an existing stakes in companies, including BlackBerry and beleaguered shopping center owner Maserich Company. Both companies have been touted on message boards recently. Quote, you always have to pinch yourself until the last day of the month as to whether it's going to hold, said partner Adrian Keeble. I agree. Uh, one of the things that I worried about when I took my options position. As I said, I hope that this holds long enough for me to make my money and bounce out. And so basically this was a situation where there was money dropping into the street and certain people were going to pick up the money and grab a whole bag. But remember, whenever you're picking up money in the middle of the street, somebody else had to lose money for you to make money. So in this pump and dump, the problem with the GameStop pump and dump is that GameStop is not worth the price that it's trading for in the market, which means it's ultimately going to fall. Uh, Somebody's going to have to lose because somebody's going to have to be the biggest sucker to buy the stock at the highest price that it actually reaches. A company like Amazon, however, doesn't have that issue. Amazon costs over $3,000 a share, but Amazon made $125 billion in the last quarter alone. $125, meditate on that for a minute. They made $125 billion in a quarter, not in a year, in a quarter. And so basically a company like an Amazon, you can justify a higher stock price. You can justify the pump uh, because you know the pump's not going to lead to a dump. But in the the case of GameStop, there is no justification for this price, which means ultimately people are going to lose money. People are going to get hurt. Sinvest was founded in 1997 by Mr. Marshall with an investment from Montreal-based Sinvest Capital, his his father's investment firm. Mr. Gonick, his former college roommate, joined his chief investment officer in 2008. Sinvest invests in 25 companies at the time. The pair described the fund as a contrarian investor focused on value investing or the discipline of buying cheap stocks they think will deliver superior returns. They say actively they say they actively discourage their team from attending idea dinners and socializing with others in the industry, which they say leads to groupthink and crowded positions. I agree. Uh, avoid groupthink. Groupthink is not how you become successful. The best way to become successful, in my view, is to be able to isolate just long enough to form original ideas. Um, I've been an isolationist for a big chunk of my life. Although I get inspiration from others, I still try to sit to the side and kind of figure out how the game is supposed to work as opposed to what everybody tells me. Uh, and that's how you get a different outcome. Now, with that said, uh, one other thing that one other point I'll throw out here is that 
Um, you know, that's the epitome of wealth, right? You see where there's generational wealth working here, where this founder of, of Sinvest, his father gave him his original uh, uh, fund to invest with, right? And so that's how you, you're going to make your children millionaires. Uh, everybody whose child is going to be a millionaire, say I, say me, say millionaire, say something in the chat to let me know that your children are going to be millionaires. I'm going to tell you exactly why your kids are going to be millionaires. Um, the reason your child is going to be a millionaire is because you're going to uh, basically make sure that they have a capital base by the time they become adults. You're going to leave them a big chunk of money, a big chunk of stocks. Once you're done, like you're playing the game now, you're out here hustling, you're making long-term investments, short-term investments, and you're, you're preparing the bed for your child to lay in it. And then what's going to happen is one day you're going to be old and gray and you're going to turn to your 30-year-old daughter or son and you're going to say, okay, son, here, here are all the assets I accumulated throughout my life. We have trained you on how to invest properly. We've trained you on how to move assets. You know everything you need to know about stocks, bonds, options, real estate, entrepreneurship, private equity, and everything else. And now, son, I don't want you working. You're not going to work for anybody because working for other people is for suckers. That's what we did in the previous generation to build the capital base. Now I want you to manage your assets. I want you to make your income by simply uh, investing in one thing and, and divesting from another, moving your money from real estate over to stocks and bonds, figuring out how much income you'll get from your rental property, comparing it to how much income you're going to make from your stock portfolio, how much money you're going to make from your private equity investments. That's how you set your kids up. Uh, you, you set them up. You don't set them up by setting them up with good jobs. You set them up where they're at a point where they don't need a job, where literally they're giving jobs. They're, they're be, they become a job creator which is the epitome of what I refer to as an economic God. Uh, because remember, a lot of us go to church and we pray to God, God, please give me a better job. God, please help me get a raise. God, please help me get a promotion. And then when that white man shows up and gives you that raise, he gives you that job and he gives you that promotion. You say, thank you, sir. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. I so appreciate that. Well, that's level one thinking. Level two thinking is where you say, wait a minute, where did these opportunities come from? Because you ain't no better than me. How come you're giving the opportunities and I'm begging for the opportunities? How come you are the giver and I am the receiver? How come, where, where are you going backstage to go get those opportunities that you're bringing to the front of the stage and handing to me? Well, that's when you learn where building a capital base comes into play. That's when you learn the value of ownership. That's where you learn the value of true economic power because then you learn that people with a capital base are the ones who actually create and give opportunities. So rather than praying to the economic gods, you eventually become an economic god where there are people coming up to you saying, thank you, Mr. Wilson, for giving me that opportunity. I so appreciate it. If you hadn't given me that opportunity, I don't know what I would do, right? So so I want you to go to level two. I want your kids to be level two. There's no excuse. We got plenty of time. So we're going to go make that happen. Everybody who agrees with me in the chat, just say I so we know we're on the same page because we're going to make our kids the richest kids in the world, the smartest kids in the world economically, and they're going to be the best in the world at asset acquisition. That's what they're going to do. I talked to a brother today by, by the name of Kyren. And Kyren, please hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And this brother Kyren, uh, tell me if you if you if anybody knows his name. Kyren has a son who is nine years old. And, uh, and I'm just going to find the video because I just need y'all to see this right quick so you can just know what black boys are like when they are on top of their game. So let me show you Kyren. I talked to Kyren today. We talked on the phone. Earlier in the week, I talked to another brother I love and respect by the name of the Wall Street Trapper. So Trapper, Trapper and I talked. I talked to Kyren. And black men are rallying. We are making plans for the future. And we're not making plans for our kids to be uh, to be OK. We're not making plans for our kids to survive. We're not making plans for our kids to play struggle nomics. We're making plans for our kids to play power nomics. So let me show you this video 
with Kyren. I'm going to share this. Hit the thumbs up button while I do this real quick. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. So let me find this uh, video. I'm going to share my audio right quick. And uh, here we go. Here's the video. And I'm going to play this video right here. And I want you all to watch this carefully. You've probably seen it before. If you have seen it before, you watch it again, because this is this is the blueprint for the future. Here we go. Hold on. Suck at you with your we need money. audio. Right, no sucker, bet you I don't. Okay, can't a lot of suckers at you with the money, and you can't be no suck at you with your money. Right, no sucker, bet you I don't. Okay, what's assets? Assets are things that bring money into your bank account. What's liabilities? Liabilities are things that take money out your bank account. Entrepreneurship is the act of becoming an entrepreneur. What's entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is a process of setting up a business or business. Taking on the greater than normal. Financial risk. What's an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur is a person that organizes and operates a business or businesses. Also taking on the greater than normal. Financial risk. What's financial mean? Money. And what's risk mean? Chance. Come on. What does it mean to own stock? When you own a share of a company. Come on. What's real estate investing? Real estate investing is when you invest in a movable property. What's the two types of real estates? Commercial real estate and residential real estate. What's commercial real estate? Commercial estate as property for businesses and workspace, like an office store or land. And what's residential real estate? Property to live on, like a house, apartment, or condominium. Come on. It comes with extra fees when you have real estate, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Daddy tells you how many times he pays his state property tax a year. Once a year. What's, what's the type of maintenance fee? Cutting grass. Come on. What's HOA? Homeowner Association. And what comes along with that? HOA fee. Come on. And when it comes to the brokerage percent, what percent is that? Seven. Come on. What's equity? Equity is the difference between what your business is worth minus what you own. Also, assets minus? Liabilities and debt. Good job. What's credit report? Credit report is like a report card letting you know how well you did by paying your money back you borrowed. And how does credit affect your life? The better you keep your credit, the more opportunities you have to get funding. And what large purchases like? A car or a house. Come on. And always repay what you owe. Because if you owe somebody, that means you're in debt. And you never want to be in debt. Because that means you owe somebody. And we don't never owe somebody. Because that ain't what suckers do, period. Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will tell you what, um, you know, I, I talked to his brother today and and this uh, insp inspires the hell out of me uh, I, because this is the future. Uh, I, I want you to really just know what you just saw. You just saw this is the future. This is what black children will look like by the year 2070. By the year 2070, half of all of our kids will be as good at economics and investing as we are at football and basketball and rapping and everything else. Uh, we're all we're great at those other things, but we're going to be great at this, too. And so uh, so I, so I wanted you guys to see this. And I talked to his brother today. Um, he actually came out of the black business school. I, I didn't know he was taking classes in the black business school. He studies diligently so that he can teach his son and you see what his son's going to be. So tell me, give me a yes or no. Do you think that this this kid is has a chance to be a millionaire? Give me a yes or no. Do you think this kid's going to be wealthy when he grows up? Or you think he's going to be broke? What do you think the outcome is going to be when you got a kid who's not even nine yet, who's talking like that? Do you understand? See, this is where millionaires come from, people. This is where millionaires come from. And I want you to understand that. I want you to see what that looks like so you'll know what you want to do with your kids as the future advances. Okay. So uh, I'm actually going to talk to this brother more. Um, I love what I see in the community. 
I, I am honored to have played some small part in all of this because I believe that when you talk about the black economic revolution, people, this is going to be something black people are going to be talking about for the next 300 years. This is where this is where it began. This is where we took it to the next level. This is when Michael Jordan finally won that first championship after getting to the play, getting knocked out of the playoffs every year. This is where we take over. All right. So uh, anyway, I want to give you guys if you want to guys want to actually get started on stock market investing. We have a free black stock market challenge right here. Uh, the URLs on the screen. Uh, you can go to the blackstockmarketchallenge.com. It's a five day stock market challenge where every single day I will give you some challenge that I would like for you to pursue that will make you better at the stock market. And so uh, I'll actually show you the page for that real quick so you can take a look. So uh, here's the black stock market challenge you'll get here. It's totally free. It's a five day challenge. And basically uh, on day one, we're going to talk about choosing the right app. Day two, the fundamental rules of investing. Day three, the pillars of wealth. Day four, the terminology every investor should know. Day five, five mistakes that will kill your wealth. So if you would like to do the Black Stock Market Challenge and step your game up, it's totally free. You can go to theblackstockmarketchallenge.com. The URL is right there on the screen. That's theblackstockmarketchallenge.com. Okay, guys, so I'm going to head on out of here. Uh, I love you. I wish you the very, very best. I hope you make a trillion dollars. And it was fun talking to you. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. And uh, hit the subscribe button on your way out the door. We'll be back very, very soon. Talk to you later. Peace. 